allow all routines and rules to feel flexible and easy. Find your soft heart for your child. I'm going to weigh in and say that's bonkers. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. I start getting sad like at the 4th of July that summer's almost over and the days are getting short. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. I just this week started unpacking their backpacks from the last day of school. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. Hi guys, welcome to the What Fresh Hell podcast. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And this week we're talking about back to school. Girl, <laughs> I don't want to talk about. We're, this. we're talking about what now? Back to school. I'm. That, that was my. It's like your fifties gun mall version. I don't, I don't know what you were doing there. You I'm were not like, happy back to about school. It. I'm like, what? Wait, what are we talking about? I think it. Was, no, no one's happy. Everyone hates back to school. It was me trying to be like you know cheerleadery about it and and just not getting oh, there. I was I, getting I, like I a real like gun bar. mall vibe in a, in a funny way, but not. Not cheerleadery. Wait, are you happy about back to school or not? No, I'm not. But psychologist Dr. Edward Christofferson says oh, I'm, I'm supposed to maintain a positive attitude about summer ending. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are happy about back to school because it means they don't have to deal with their kids anymore. There's that whole like Staples ad trope of like the mom dancing through the aisles that the kids are going back to school. And I, and I will feel that way a little bit, but I love the summer. Oh, God, I love summer. I was just thinking that today. I mean, my kids are away right now, but like even when they're here... I love summer. I love, I just moved from the West Coast a a couple of years ago now, but I still feel like I'm new to the East Coast. And I love the seasons. I love, I love it all. I love summer. I love it. But I I love summer more now that I live on the East Coast. I. It's not only school. It's just like, oh God, it's so easy. I guess you need to have the other season so that summer can seem great. You gotta earn it, man. You gotta earn it. That's what I love. But I like I start getting sad like at the fourth of July that summer's almost over and the days yeah. are getting short because I love summer so much. I, I can't enjoy the fall. A, a, I hear you. We do a trip every year. My sister's in-laws have a place up on um, in the Finger Lakes, upstate New York, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much the best week of our year. It's so my sister and her husband are really really good cooks and so they cook amazing food the house is on a lake we take a boat out and go to the playground with the kids there's like a playground you can get to by boat it's fantasy land there's like a gourmet ice cream shop just like it's summer we just chase fireflies roast marshmallows eat ice cream cones and like swim in the lake it's heaven and nobody has to be anywhere right nobody has to be anywhere but the only thing is like it's we we've traditionally done it the last week of summer and i was saying it it's got this such a melancholy feel because it's the best week but it's the last week but i i feel like yeah to everything there's a season amy turn 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 man that's how it goes yes you know i guess i have something to look forward to in September, what? I will be sending my youngest to full day school for the first time. Oh. Freedom. I'm excited. It's I mean, I've deal. been very carefully trying not to like wish time away because I do enjoy having her with me and she's like my little pal and I pick her up at noon from preschool and we go do stuff. But yeah, I will have for the first time in almost nine years, I will have eight 15 till three o'clock free every day. It's pretty great. Those mom office hours. I mean, I, I will 
by the second week of school, I'll be like, what was I, what was I depressed about? This is amazing when you have that time yeah. back. Yeah, that time, that time seems really, really appealing to me because it's a short leash. Like right now, I dropped my youngest, all last year, I dropped my youngest off at 9.30. Basically, I'm home by 10 and then she's done at 12. Like by 11.30, I have to start thinking about pickup again. And what I would try to be disciplined enough to do is like go to the library and get some work done or do one errand or go to the gym in that time. But uh, it also feels like what's my only free time of the day. I don't want to waste it. I don't know. I think, I think it's going to be kind of amazing to have my days to myself. Let me tell you, as somebody who's had those hours free, as you will be shocked how quickly they, the six hours goes. Like six hours is definitely better than three. And yet somehow it's also like, what? How could it be 3.15 already? For sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I definitely understand where people are like having the kids at home in the summer is a huge hassle. Yeah, I mean, I, well, again, we always come from a point of view like, oh, we're actually really similar. So it's like you and I like have had this podcast. We have other projects that we work on. And I certainly do less of that in the summer than I want to. But I can kind of hang out with the kids and get them where they need to go. It isn't it isn't like, shoot, I have to fly to Hong Kong next right. week. Right. And, and when I was I was working when I first moved here, um, working in the city you know it was part-time but still like I had to be at meetings and stuff I mean it wasn't like oh, I'll just do that at night after the kids go to bed if I need to and that I mean it is a hassle and then the camp if it rains camp gets canceled like it's not as strict as the school schedule so to try to mirror your schedule over the summer when you're working is a huge huge pain that's Stinks. so funny that the camp gets canceled when it rains because I just sent my daughter last week to camp in the pouring rain and she was like, I can't believe it. And I said, well, going to camp in the rain is better than staying home. And she said, well, not if it's nice. Then we had to rank, we had to do a like, okay, best <laughs> is camp in the sun. Second is home in the sun. Third is camp in the rain. But you definitely want to be home in the rain. So that, that got right. her on the bus. Fourth, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe don't, not a lot of camps cancel if it's raining. But, you know, it's just like, it, it's not any, when you're a working parent, anything that changes your routine works against you yes. and so I definitely remember those days of like oh summer but I basically we just have a good little town camp and it runs the same hours as school it's based out of the school and pool and camp and so it you can kind of mirror the same schedule and keep everything kind of going so here's what I want to talk about though when it comes to back to school is <laughs> I love that we're just not talking about the part about going back to school like obviously <laughs> we don't want to go back to school we're like another thing that's great about summer is like wait a minute is this episode called back to school the transition. Okay, so the transition is going to be painful, right? So are right. you the type of person, I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask, like, do you do you plan the transition and sort of ramp up or do you just take the pain all at once? Take the pain all at once. And that's what I figured, yeah. Yeah. I mean, one thing we do try to do, we do try to maintain some skills over the summer. I mean, we have had this debate on the podcast before. It's not physics camp. It's not Mandarin camp. You're not Mandarin opposed. camp, which I'm opposed to like summer is about learning. But I do try to keep a little bit of structure in the day, like where it would be homework time. If they're home from camp, it's like you can have 45 minutes with screens and then it's piano lesson time or reading time. Or I try to keep a little bit of structure in the day every day. And then there's some super fun summer days where it's like, oh, we didn't even get to that time. But I try... 
on days where like the structure kind of mirrors to keep like four to five is practice time. Yeah. Or we might even do some like math worksheets or writing in a journal or reading. But I try not to just be like summer's a complete free for all and then like school is back to this other thing. I think I think that's I think that's true. And I I have kind of figured that out for myself too, that there just just like just like our own lives. You need a little bit of a linchpin. Like at one o'clock we're gonna do this for an hour, right? Yeah. And, or like I just said to my kids, we're gonna make lunch. When I'm done recording today, we'll make lunch all together and then we're gonna go here and then we're gonna go buy, you know, this and and so for right now, you can do whatever you want, but coming up, we're going to have a little uh, household activity period from like two to four. And, and this morning, I made them all help me in the kitchen for 15 minutes because then we were all there for 15 minutes instead of me for 75 minutes. And it was like a new day dawning. And it, when they when they don't have anything at all to do, they get kind of at loose ends and, and cranky. So like a little structure is good. But I still find that it's two weeks before school starts and shoot, you were supposed to read five books and you've read 1.3 and like, read, read, read. Um, yeah. It's, it's, there's always I definitely try, the I try to kind of do a little bit of that through the whole summer. I mean, our kids got into the like, this is the first year they've kind of gotten into that library like reading contest thing. Oh. And like, they're doing that, you know, they're like putting their stickers in their books. And we do, we try to do 20 minutes of reading a day. And then I'm going to when they got back I just found I just literally this week it's what middle middle of July I just this week started unpacking their backpacks from the last day of school it's like I hadn't really gotten to that <laughs> but one of the things the teacher put in which I think would be really good for my third about to be fourth grader is like little writing prompt questions I'm like we could do that once a day you know like what's your idea of the best day ever and just like three or four sentences just remember that like the grumbling and groaning over reading and writing, it's still kind of in the mix over the summer. Yeah, at some point it switches. Like my, my, my third grader has a little summer assignment from her teacher. And her teacher and I talked about this ahead of time. She needed to do some extra reading this summer. So her teacher just gave her, you know, a brightly colored yellow piece of paper that says, you have to do your eight books right here. And definitely my youngest is still young enough that if the teacher says, then, yeah, you know, that's that's handed down from heaven. However, it still doesn't mean that she's done it. She's a she's a reluctant reader, and so there's just always something else she needs to do first. Let me just go change first. Let me just pet the dog for a minute first. And so I'm chasing her around with books all summer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's where, to me, keeping the structured hour is good. Like, we definitely keep... Um, we try to keep like four to five tends to be the time of like, okay, this is, this is, the, this is the downtime of day where we're going to practice piano and then it's like we're ramping up to dinner then you can play while we do dinner I mean I think one of the things about the structure of dinner tends to, I mean the structure of summer it's just so easy like the living is easy in the summer because oh who cares let's just go over to the pool and we'll just get some chicken nuggets for dinner right. you know it just feels like everything's more relaxed, you know, and you just don't have that feeling of like, all right, if you get home at three and then you have a horseback riding lesson or then you have a piano lesson, then we've got to get the homework done because then it's dinner time and then you've got to get some free time, got to get to bed. Like that rigid schedule that comes back with school, I'm glad to be free of it for a little while. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the only, that's the only thing that makes it possible, right, is not having it for a little while. Yeah, and it does. It feels really special not to have that. It feels really relaxing to be like, we're free and easy, man. So so I was reading this article for PBS.org. Bethany Hardy wrote it, and she talked about sort of dreading the return of schedules and stress that we all feel at this time of year. 
and she she's so she's an advocate of you do have to sort of ease back in and she talks okay. particularly about the bedtime thing then when your kids are running around outside chasing fireflies every night like I put my daughter to bed at 10 last night which is like 90 minutes later than her school night bedtime yeah she and she said I stayed this morning she said I stayed up late last night and I said no you didn't and I thought well yes she did like that's that's late and and so th- so her suggestion Bethany Hardy's is that you start like you know a couple weeks out and you just start being mindful of moving the bedtime like back 10 minutes back 10 minutes towards the school night bedtime and she says don't forget you have to do that too mom and dad that you have to also get back <laughs> move on your own bedtime on the 10 yeah we were just in Texas and the sun goes down where my in-laws live I mean it's super nice but the sun goes down at 9 15 it's fully dark at 9 30 and I'm like putting kids down and they're like mom it's the middle of the day I'm like it's actually not it's 8 15 you have to go to bed but it is it's hard like and it I mean, all those freedoms, but I think it does make sense. And also, I just think you have to manage your own expectations on the other side about what the first week or two of school is. I mean, school knows. School knows what's up. They they know it's a bit of a rough comeback, you know? Yeah. It's two weeks to kind of get back to... It's not like day one, it's like calculus exams guy. You know, they, they, they kind of figure it out on their end as well. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, yeah, I think they think, okay, the first three weeks are just here's how it's to a sit, little sit bit of a wash. Yeah. That's, and you hear people advocating and arguing all the time of like, oh, school should be year round because then you don't have to slide. It's like, oh, let them slide. No, right, right. Exactly. So speaking of slide, we come into, we come back into the city a couple of days before school starts and I always batch all this unpleasantness like just from the last couple of days which I know is bad but I don't want to do it any sooner than I have to so we do the haircuts but also like the dentist appointments Ooh. my 12 year old's getting two baby teeth pulled like two days Ooh. before school starts and I know that that's probably really bad but we just like come out of our hermit caves with our matted hair and like, well my mom has the theory the and I think it's really true like don't ruin a good day with bad stuff. Like if you've got to go to the dentist, go ahead and, you know, go to the, get your shots the same day. Like just <laughs> have one really bad day rather than 10 bad days. But it is like that creeping stuff, which is because school is not just about school. It is about forms and doctor's forms. I just, I had like the 3 a.m. wake up Catholic guilt moment where I was like, did I sign them up for CCD. I have no idea. I have to call later today. But like, I feel like as summer starts to close out, you just have more. I mean, I do the way I live in my own disorganized, freaky way, which is more of the 3 a.m. wake ups. It's like, oh, my God, they're supposed to get a TV shot before. Da, 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 da. You know, it just it is like, oh, goodbye, fireflies, s'mores <laughs> and long summer days. Hello, lists and forgotten appointments and registration fees just just your email like doesn't your email churn so much faster during the school year than it does during the summer i find myself checking oh, my yeah. phone and i never don't check have any new emails yeah i never check any of that stuff yeah it summer all, days it wait catch some rays man i mean what it's, it's just do your kids wear uniforms they don't right no no uniforms my kids do wear uniforms which i think is is overall a wonderful a wonderful thing, but my son is starting a new school this year where he has to wear a uniform, and um, the dress code is a little bit, like, uncertain. So th- let me read you what he has. He has to get shoes. He has to wear um, he has to wear business casual, and what, sort of like whatever that means, right? And his shoes have <laughs> to be... That's a weird thing to say to a 13-year-old. Yeah. 14-year-old. Yeah, Cash Friday. Um, 
and his his uh, his shoes are going to be a dress shoe with a dress sole of a common style such as loafer, cap toe, or monk strap. Oh, those common styles. <laughs> so my 14-year-old, I'm like, hey, let's find some cool monk straps, baby. Uh, he, <laughs> I love finding the, doesn't like the, say the common style? A common style, such as oh, a cap toe. Um, such as a monk strap. This was probably written in 1924. <laughs> I was going to say, was this written by like Benedictine monks in like the 20s? In the aughts. <laughs> so, so yeah, the Venn diagram of, of a shoe that fits in this category and a shoe that a 14-year-old boy would want to wear, it feels like that's going to be a really small... You know, you got to find like a mom, a veteran mom at the sh- at the yeah, and like school, just tell me. and she'll be like, uh, "Here's where you get the crazy monk, yeah, cap toed shoes." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that you don't want to reinvent the wheel there because that's going to be bonks. So, so I have to find him, you know, loafers or cap toes, and and I also he also has to wear a belt. He has to wear a belt every day, which just seems like a big drag to me. He doesn't own belts. Like, who wears belts anymore? I don't. No I don't, one. I don't have a belt. That would be no one. Yeah. <laughs> My husband wears belts, but he also wears collar stays. So we've already established. Yeah, he's, he's already, we've already Dan. established that he's um, Don Draper. <laughs> and the uniforms. Yeah. And so you guys have... leave the city for the summer and then come back. Like you, you are, you are Mad Men family. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I, I try at the end of the year before school ends to go through the uniform shirts and throw away the ones that have tomato sauce on them or, or like stained or have marker or, or too small. Um, or like the knees got ripped. But it's, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a job and I don't know, like, do, when, but I know what I need. Is, is, is it more stressful to, do you have, do you even bother with like back to school clothes? Do you think that through or not really? Um, you know, so I'm in my kids away week doing my massive back to one, as you call it, like uh-huh. the, the reset of the whole house. And definitely part of that process is like trying to get rid of my son is like, incredibly tall and weighs like nine pounds like he's like a total bean pole so like trying to get rid of the pants that fit him at the waist but are six inches too short at the ankle like just trying to like pull out every piece of clothing and kind of picture it in the big picture I mean we're pretty catch as catch can where it comes to clothes like we get a lot of hand-me-downs and then it's always sort of like we'll just have a day where we're like okay like we just as we were packing for texas had that moment of like oh we need to make a target run and get four pairs of shorts for the eight-year-old because he really doesn't have a single pair that's going to fit him and so in that way we're we're just kind of figuring it out as we go it is nice to be able to go like for summer stuff or like sleepaway camp to just like go to the outlets and be like ten dollar t shirts take as many as yeah, you can grab carry. a grab a pile. <laughs> I mean, there is other stuff. The, the uniform thing it can be great because you don't have to make a decision every day. But like, the my boys wear Boy Scout uniforms, Cub Scout uniforms, and it is the kind of thing of like with a uniform you have to have all the pieces. Like you have to actually know where the shirt, the pants, the belt, the kerchief, and the necktie are. You know, like yeah. you can't you can't just go to Target and grab another like Boy Scout tiger kerchief. You know, I mean that that's the the flip side of the uniform is definitely you got to have the stuff. That was I remember from our packing episode. That was sort of your I forget what you called it. It was like they have those in Texas rule. Like that. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about stuff. But you're right. The Boy Scout kerchief or like the for my son, the travel soccer jersey with his name and number on the back. I think he has two of them still, but he might only have one. So I better order one just in case. Yeah. And I do stuff. think and you you guys know I am not a organized. I'm not a list maker. I'm like a very fly by the seat of my pants. But I do 
try to go back to one sometime in July and August and say like, okay, I know where every piece of the Boy Scout uniform is for both of them. I know where the book is. I know that there are shorts in the shorts drawer, pants in the pants drawer, and shirts in the shirts drawer, and underwear that fits in the underwear drawer. And because if I don't, if I don't start fresh, then the year just kind of feels like, okay, we're just going to be in the tumble dryer of chaos from day one. <laughs> and that really is an only mom job. I mean, I, I have, oh, I, can yeah. I can do it with my kids, but really you need to be there. I think, yeah. I mean, you can, I mean, when possible, we know, try to get your kids involved in the process, but there are certain processes that it's just like, okay, this is just going to complicate the matter so much. And we got to just, that's why I do it when my kids are away. I mean, yeah, as much yeah. as possible when they're here, if I'm doing something, I try to get them to help. But like the process of, and it's kind of like throwing, I throw the toys away. Hope hope my kids oh, aren't listening to this yeah. podcast but I throw all the toys away while they're away because the minute I throw away the dinosaur with like one leg and one eye oh that's my favorite thing in the world if they see it in the trash yes and I'm like oh that's not the trash that's where I store the most important toys and then I like run it to the street when they're not looking yes uh, these are things best done uh, quickly and alone I quickly agree. and alone and sometimes every once in a while I give stuff away on the free cycle site and I'm like the only rule is you have to come pick it up before my kids get home from school because if they see it on the curb they're going to freak out I want it. Uh, so that's back to one huge part of going back to school. We're going to take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. And when we come back, I think we should talk about kids transitioning back to school because I think we've covered our feelings pretty thoroughly. But <laughs> but now how do our kids feel it's about the, kids the transition. Turn. Good. So guys, listen to this uh, comedy bit, uh, and we will be back after these words. Bombas makes the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. I am actually. Happy when I open my sock drawer and I see those bombas peeking out. Amy, they spark joy. I'm glad to hear that. And you wouldn't think that socks could spark joy, but I know that you're right because I feel the same way. I mean, who would have thought it, Amy? Who would have thunk it? They're like a little bit of happiness in my morning when I have bombas to put on because they they just get all the little details right. The cotton is snugly in a way that I can't fully express. There's no toe seam. <laughs> And there's a part across the middle that's like knit a little differently. So it sort of hugs the arch of your foot. It makes me happy. And I don't care what people say. I love Bombas. I want you to work on expressing about the toe seam, Amy. That's an assignment for <laughs> okay. you. These socks do more than keep your feet cozy, though, Amy. For every pair you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. We're talking 34 million pairs of socks and counting through their nationwide network of three thousand giving partners give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20 percent off your first purchase at bombas.com slash laughing that's b-o-m-b-a-s.com slash laughing for 20 percent off your first purchase bombas.com slash laughing Beachbody On Demand is back as a sponsor this week. If you're like me, you discovered online fitness as a way to keep your sanity during these last couple of months. And with Beachbody On Demand, you get instant access to 1,300 different workouts you can stream anytime. I first learned about Beachbody, and you may have too, from P90X, which is an insanely effective workout, I will say. Fun and highly intense. But Beachbody also has yoga, bar, dance. There's a kids and family collection to get everybody moving. It's a huge, huge range of classes. And some of the classes get you results fast. By the time it would have taken you to drive to the gym, you did the 10-minute trainer, you're done. You can use Beachbody on your computer, tablet, phone, smart TV, anywhere you are. Listeners of the What Fresh Hell podcast can try Beachbody for free. 
You can get a special free Beachbody trial membership when you text laughing to 303030. You will get free full access to the entire Beachbody On Demand platform. All the workouts, all the support, all the content, totally free by texting laughing to 303030. Check it out. So what do you think is the best part and the worst part about going back to school? The worst part is that you going back to school and you have to go to classes again, work. Getting back to doing homework? Yeah. And what's the worst part about going to school? Being shy. One bad thing is less screens, more homework. And what's the worst part about going back to school? You have to do a bunch of homework. I won't get screen time in the morning anymore. And the worst part is probably doing math again. I think the worst part is not being able to wear flip-flops all day long again. That's true. What's the worst part? No more summer and you can't see your friends or your cousins. Is there a best part? You get to see your friends, but it's more of a bad thing than a good thing. What's the best part about going back to school? Uh, seeing my friends. What's the best part about going back to school? Recess. And what's the best part about going back to school? Seeing a new teacher. I'm going to get to see my friends again because I'll get to do math again. Sometimes in the summer I get really bored because I don't really know what to do. And then during the school year I usually know what to do. And some activities in school are actually really fun. I think the best part is being able to see my friends and meet new people. The best part is you get to meet your new teacher. I like school. You like school? Yeah. So are you looking forward to going back to school? Would you answer that question with a yes? Yeah. Recess. Recess. Good, thank you guys. Amy, I wanna talk to you about something that's been on my mind. Okay. (laughs) It's Smarty Pants Vitamins, Amy. (laughs) Why are they so delicious? They're yummy. I told you, right? I was, I've been having six with my coffee because you're supposed to eat six a day. And I was actually kind of psyched when I saw that in the side of the See, I kind of freaked out when I saw that. I was like, six seems like a lot. But we talked to Clay and he said you should space them out during the day. Yeah, it's supposed to do three and three. So I'm not going to have six anymore. You have to approach them like gummy bears, not like vitamins. Because when you hear six vitamins, you're kind of like, whoa, that's a lot of vitamins. I read on their website that the reason they do this is so you don't get the fishy taste or the fishy burps. Like you're, they're, they're doling out the, it's um, the only thing I care stuff about you vitamins. need in a delicious pectiny, <laughs> gumdroppy center. I am terrible at taking vitamins because I don't like that like weird, I took a vitamin taste. And I will say, Smarty Pants, you, you take more. But you don't have to deal with that, like, you just took a horse pill and then you just feel gross like you took a vitamin. No, they taste good. In fact, my my uh, teenage son was dipping into my women's multivitamins this morning. <laughs> he's, he does not want you to he say was that seriously, on the radio. And my 12-year-old he really, was like... <gasps> he's like, Mom, edit that part out. <laughs> no names. No names. His younger brother was very worried that, like, some weird stuff was about to happen in the kitchen right then. Like, I think he's good. He's going to have a little extra, you know, little hair and nails are going to be fabulous. A little extra vitamin D or something, or I don't know what what's only for the ladies. What vitamins only um, go for the biotin, ladies? Biotin, which helps with the hair. I could really use some biotin. I have a thinning hair problem, like old oldie locks alert. <laughs> what is happening with my bald spot in the front of my head? A uh, biotin is is very helpful for it, and they my sister it got it, and she started this like major 
regimen and kind of fought it back but i don't have the energy or the time so i'm just going to take smarty pants yeah yeah but come on that. smarty pants come through for me they make it easy i don't think we're allowed to claim that smarty pants cures ball spots but i'm just crossing my fingers and hoping for the best <laughs> the positive attitude is probably yeah. also very useful i mean it can't hurt right can't i mean it's supposed to be hurt. good for you so, so smarty pants is rolling out this new flavor for kids oh yeah because as we know some people in my house uh won't try anything right unless well. it's un under a very specific category of flavors Would. but their new flavor is like berry right it's cherry it's complete cherry berry cherry berry you i think mind. i could sell that yeah i think i could sell that Seriously. and they're very like you know they they taste like food they don't have they have like a, a kind of a gummy quality but they're not like those like weird pencil eraser vitamins where you're chewing them for 45 minutes they're kind of swedish fishy i think yeah they're swedish that Amy has landed on it. They're very Swedish fishy. They're delish. I get up and I have coffee and I have a couple of Swedish fish. I mean, like, really? I get to do this? I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> it doesn't take a lot to make you no. happy, which is one of the great things it's about you, Amy. Little, little, tiny, tiny things. Guys, it's Smarty Pants Vitamins. You can find them at Target. You can find them at Amazon. You can find them at Whole Foods. And just about everywhere. You know what? But if you go to their website right now, you can get... 25% off. Oh, don't say bottle. we never gave you anything. Yes. What, fresh out listeners. So the brand new Kids Complete Cherry Berry <laughs> Smarty Pants Vitamin Flavor. You go to their website, which is smartypantsvitamins.com, and you use the code SUMMER25, and you get 25% off. Tell them we sent you. Summer Happy 25. chewing, guys. Mm -hmm. uh, guys, we're back. We're back. So let's talk about kids, because... Uh, our, our, our kids will have their own reactions about this, some more than others, right? So how do your kids feel about back to school? Well, they're different, right? Me Megan Leahy wrote this article for the Washington Post on parenting site about getting your kids ready. And she makes this sort of very good overall point that it's sort of if, you're, if your child doesn't need strategies around back to school and managing their anxiety, don't institute them because you're going to make an issue where there isn't an issue. I thought that was really sound advice, actually. Um, but that there are kids for whom this is going to be a big deal. So for all of my kids, this is a big deal. My oldest is starting a new school. That's um, a big deal. A big deal where he will know, you know, nobody. He's like shaking hands with one or two kids who are going to be in his class. I don't, I don't do 14 year olds shake hands. They've, they've, they've nodded in acknowledgement at each other. Um, and my other two, even though they're staying at the same school, it's kind of, again, like kind of a New York thing. School gets out and everybody scatters to the four winds. So they won't have seen their, not only right. their teachers, but their friends in three right. months. Unlike my kids who like leave school and they go to, my kids go away for three weeks, but then they're back and they're at school camp with the same kids. Right. Like it, they're they're kind of like, it's a little bit of a wink. Right. Or you go to the town pool and there's- Right. And every school. single kid from school is my there. My kids yeah. do not have that experience at all, which is which I think is- I, th I, I think it's kind of, there's something to be said for your school of thought, like- Let's they, all take a break from each other. Yeah, for a while. they take a break. They they have they have camp friends. They have summer friends, and they and they all go have separate experiences, and they come back together. So in a way, it makes it nice to walk back into school the first day because you're seeing all your friends that you haven't seen in forever. But there is also anxiety about that, right? Like, am yep. I, am, am, are, who who's in whose grade? Oh, that's a big one. The anxiety Ooh, of the class. So list. that's interesting. The class lists. When do you get your class list? We get our class list in like mid-August. And I think it's because... We get ours late. I think late August. Really? I think... I mean, we used to it's get very it. very late. 
I used to get mine. I remember my handwritten report card from Sister Angelica or whatever, and it would say on the back, you are now in 4B with Ms. Boyle. Right, right. That's how it was when I was in elementary school, not nuns, but even in our public schools, like you get your report card and your assignment for next year was on it. Yes. Now, now And then you would run around comparing like right. report cards with everybody. Now, you, of course, there'd be so much parental pushback, I guess. So that's probably why. They the, exactly. They don't tell. Exactly right. They don't tell you anymore because otherwise people march in the school all summer and they're like, I would prefer she had Mrs. Smith rather than Mr. Jones. Yeah. Right. Right. And so. Um, that was this, my imitation of a parent. By that the was way. really. I hope, you, I hope you enjoyed it. Good. Just, I have a theater background, so that's why. <laughs> Such character work. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, listen. My kids don't necessarily have a ton of anxiety uh, about what teacher they're going to get, but they do about, will will my, you know, this best friend and that best friend be in my grade or the other, the other class, right? That's because- just starting for us. Like last year, my kids were, they didn't care at all. They were, they didn't even, they didn't ask. They just showed up. They were still like in that like little kid zombie mode where they're like I go where I'm told and I do what I'm told but this year it's like who and also because my son's been in the school now it's a question of like is his younger are the siblings going to get who he had like the teacher we know oh and is is he invested in that as well they're all kind of invested because of course we, we only know I've only had one son go through it you know as they go through they have different teachers but like we had one kindergarten teacher, and so is, do we know that teacher? Because my son wasn't there for kindergarten. And then the second grade teacher, oh, are we going to get the one we know? And I try to just keep it easy with them because it's like, you don't, I don't want to be like, oh, it's going to be good if you get this, bad if you get that. Right, right. You can't, you can't sort of display that. But I, I, I get that. And that is, that is definitely a source of anxiety for, for the kids that they don't always necessarily share with us, right, the extent that they're feeling. Uh, and, and my oldest, he's going to be in seventh grade, which is a big step up from sixth grade, taking Latin. So they don't have class lists anymore, right? Well, they're, what do you mean? Like who, oh, this is what I mean. That in Seventh grade, do they, but seventh grade, do they still have a class list? You just go from class to class, right? Well, they, yeah, you still have a homeroom. You know, uh, I, I guess maybe it matters less, but it seemed to be very, very important to my to my oldest when he was in Who's was in the home? I thought that kind of disappeared in middle school. You're right. It, exp- it disappears to some extent, but, and it's good in a way. I mean, all my kids, all my kids have had the the devastatingly disappointing experience of finding out that that little, you know, Jackie is in the other class this year. What do you mean? Particularly one of my kids sort of has one best friend at a time, like a total serial monogamist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. My, and, and well, my big guy, class. we went to see Captain Underpants and it's about the two best friends, like who are pranksters, George and Harold. And so my kids have been a little into that. Like the principal threatens to separate them and put them in different classes. <laughs> and I feel like my kids have gotten a little bit like, Am I going to be in different classes with so and so? You know their buddy, and I'm like, eh, uh, you'll be fine. Be. Right, right. You're going to survive. It, it, anyway, it's something to. I, I don't know. I'm not sure how I would help my kids with that, though. I mean, it is stressful, and then then it is what it is, and then you have to you have to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm as always of the school of like it is what it is. Like, guys, this is this is how school works and how life works, and you just kind of. You, you, you know, you get what you get and you don't get upset. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm saying. 
I, I, I feel like I, I do have to do extra work at the beginning of the year for my to, to manage my own morning anxiety, like the bus is coming sort of anxiety that I do need to sort of lay out more stuff at night and and just be prepared ahead of time. Um, they, this is this is also from this PBS org article that Bethany Hardy wrote because this really this really got to me. She got me here. Allow all routines and rules to feel flexible and easy. Almost nothing, not a routine, not schoolwork, not getting dressed, is worth destroying your relationship with your child. Find your soft heart for your child. I'm going to weigh in and say that's bonkers. I, th- I mean, I, that was good advice that I needed, actually. Really? I just feel like sometimes it's so precious. Like, did your mother spend any time being like, I need to find my soft heart towards my child? No, but but I also just always had everything I needed and was no trouble to her because she had, I mean, I, I, I think I was no trouble. That's not fair. But I mean, I took care of myself because there were five younger children. Um, so I maybe just the problem is I'm doing too much mm, I mean... I do I do think that most mothers already have a pretty soft heart for their children. You know, I, I don't know that that's an that's is that a skill set that a lot of people need to seek out worrying more whether or not their kids are OK? Like, don't we all spend 90 percent of our time doing that already? Like yeah. the idea that you have to cultivate that feeling to me, the 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 feeling that I need to cultivate and the feeling that my kids need to cultivate is suck it up a little bit, you're going to be fine, you know? Yeah, I, I think that's true. But I think I, I, I think that I can be, I, I have high expectations and I can be hard on my kids mm. the, with, yeah. with the homework forgotten. Again, with the like, I told you to do this. Why Why isn't it here? And you I, you have to have your shoes in the front hall so we're not looking for them. I'm like, it's that. But they do. Stuff. They do have to have their shoes in the front hall. Right, right, right. But but So I understand what you're saying. Try to keep in mind that not not letting your rigidity about the details be the definitive thing about your family. Exactly. I think that's a fair point, but I would argue that most kids will and can survive transitioning into a new school and that, yes, have conversations about that's what the dinner table's for. Like, how are we feeling? How Are we exciting? What's, what are you most looking forward to going back to school? Uh, what are you least looking forward to? What was the best part of the first day of school? What was the worst part? Like, yes, facilitate and be part of those conversations, but... Read but, that quote again. I thought it was bonkers. But don't I know? I know. But this is it goes back to what what Megan Leahy was saying, which was that if you don't if you don't need a strategy, don't use it. It doesn't have to be all like let's all hold hands and talk about how you feel about starting high school. They're, they're your teenagers. Right. Your teenager is going to act like it's no big deal. So you have to make overtures, and then you have to leave it if they seem like they're handling it. Then don't you know? Don't create a, a whole pomp and circumstance where there doesn't need to be one. All right. So you want to hear you wanted this other quote again. Sure. Uh, allow all routines and rules to feel flexible. This is also this wasn't always and forever. This was in this in this hard back to school week where it's hard okay. and everybody's cranky. Okay. Let routines and rules feel a little flexible and a little easy. Nothing, not a routine. She says almost nothing. Not a routine, not schoolwork, not getting dressed is worth destroying your relationship with your child. See past the tantrums and find your soft heart for your child. I, I looked at that as my like my tantrums about about why is why is everything so hard? Why does getting you guys at the door of the door to school in the morning so hard every single day? But I, I don't want my kids to I want I don't want that to be like top three memories of me. In yeah. Years. I guess I just really bristle at the sentence 
doing these things is going to just like, it's not worth destroying your relationship with your child. Like that's not where, that's not what's hanging in the balance at all. This is like, yes, if, if you're, I often say, and I've said it a lot on this podcast, maybe try to hold these things a little more lightly. You know, like yes. I get myself into panics about like, but if they don't eat 90 different types of food by the time they're in fifth grade, they're going to, they can't go anywhere. They'll never be able to go to Europe if they can't eat blah, blah, blah. It's like, don't hold your picky eater so tightly that you're just catastrophizing your whole life because, oh my God, if he can't eat shrimp now, when will he ever? And that's, he's never going to be able to go on a date. Like everyone does that and catastrophizes and holds things too tightly. Yes. But nothing about screaming at your kids a lot, getting back into your back to school routine is going to ruin your relationship with your kids. Okay. You're right. Thanks for telling me that. I feel better. Well, you know, I mean, and also like (laughs) this poor lady who I'm fighting with is... Not probably trying to make that point. She's not actually trying to say like yelling at your kids ruins their lives, but you know, just hold it all a little lightly. Maybe that's kind of what she's trying to say too. But yeah, okay, including including your own. They're gonna make it. It's back to school. It's not the salt mines. So she also says that we should allow Uh our kids. Oh, Oh, I think you're gonna like this one. We'll see. All right, that you should allow yourself and your kid to be cranky during this transition period. That it's summer's fun. It's hard to let the fun go, and that it's not our job to cheerlead. We just need to say, "Yeah, oh well, I know. I'm sorry. It's over too." Yeah, I'm down with that. I but I didn't. I didn't need an article to tell me that. No, but okay, no. yeah, no, yeah. So you don't think it's your job to be, be like, "No, but school is so much fun, and you're this, and like, you don't." You it don't. is so not your job, yeah. and in fact, it is. It is not your job to tell your kid that school is fun because for one of my kids, school is not that fun, and it's never going to be that fun. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's my job to be like, yeah, that's life, kid. Guess what else isn't that fun? Taking out the garbage, having a job, being married. <laughs> Just kidding, hon. So will that that's kid, really fun. Will that kid be <laughs> but, reluctant as school is starting up? Like, will you will you treat that kid differently than the other kids in terms of preparing? Or no, you, yeah. I mean I won't treat him differently. I won't. I don't know that. I think my I don't know how my kindergartner. I mean she she's kind of my like little Miss Sunshine, but they always surprise you. Like my kid who is. My middle child, who is like middle child Rama, total class clown, total comedian of the world, like walks around the street, like putting on a show for everybody, making everybody laugh. He was the only one of my kids so far who has really like clung to me and wouldn't leave to go to mm-hmm. kindergarten. And I was shocked. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wait, you? I could not believe it. He wouldn't go. They have like a kindergarten screening, wouldn't go. I I just, it took me completely by surprise. Then I have my like high anxiety, like socially struggles guy who kind of is like, uh, everyone must, I'm, I'm missing everybody and everyone must be missing me. I can't wait to get back. Like, I, I think it's hard to predict how your kids are going to react to back to school. Yeah. Even on a year to year basis. That's a good point. And so you have to, you have to let them surprise you and not, not make assumptions or impose a, here's how this is going to go, people. And it's one of those on great it. experiences in life that, all of us are going to have a million times more. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. You're going, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, that's real life. And that's the thing. Like, what I revel in in summer, I love it so much. And I love being back on the East Coast. And I love, like, coming out of those, like, raw, mean February days to those first days where the sun comes out. Like, that's what's great about life. Things are hard and things are easy. And you have to do both of them. And, like... Uh, that's why I don't I don't get that excited about like oh can I navigate this experience on behalf of my kids like not really yeah that's good advice 
it's going to be the way it's going to be. And like, of course, you're going to be there to catch them when they fall. Of course, you're going to like have fights because I mean, <laughs> my husband said to me the other day, the title of my memoir is going to be called Where is Harry's Other Shoe? Like <laughs> it is literally something we spend probably 150 hours a year asking each other and searching for. And like we could we've tried to buy another pair and there's still only one of each like we cannot seem to beat back this battle and like am I looking forward to that starting again not really I mean I literally have had four times already this summer that I've said to Harry just go barefoot it's fine it's just the pool you don't need shoes like I love summer I can't do that on February 3rd no but like yeah the bad take the good with the bad take the happy with the sad it's coming you take the good, you take the bad, you take them you both. You take them both, and there you have, Amy. <laughs> back to school. The facts of life. The back to schools. The back exactly. to Exactly. I, I, I love that there are people listening, and they're like, well, I don't understand what that means. <laughs> because they're not 100 years old. Oh, I, oh, youngsters. All right, I think we solved this, and that you're not supposed to solve it. Like, it's okay that it's going to be a hard transition and be gentle. Basically, this episode was just me yelling at people, get over it, and send your kids back to school. <laughs> I'm not interested in your problems. But in this circumstance, I feel like that's what was required. And I thank you for that tough love. I feel like uh, I'm not supposed to maintain a positive attitude about summer ending. I, I oh, don't no. and I shan't. No, no. And there is like, I have great memories. And I think my kids will have fun memories too of like, one thing we didn't really talk about, but I think it's true. Like back to school rituals can be really fun. Like we tend to do like the last week before summer is like kids choice, like every day, like, oh, pick somewhere you want to go. And then, you know, picking school supplies, getting going and picking a new backpack. I mean, you can find things that seem to make it fun and exciting. And I definitely remember being like, at my, we used to go to my grandma's house on the beach. It was paradise. Oh my God, it was so much fun. Milford, Connecticut. It was the greatest place. And, and I would hate the idea of leaving and the summer being over at the beach, but I loved like back to school, picking out a new pair of shoes, picking out a new backpack, like picking out one of the, my like, what was that lady's name? Lisa Frank, who did like the school supplies in seventh grade. And I would pick like just the right, like, Oh, I don't know from this. This, this must've been a, uh, an NYC. Oh, everyone knows Lisa Frank. It's like, you know, it's like, she made like really cool, like like, trapper keeper folders and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, some of that stuff is fun and exciting. Transitions are hard, but they're they're hard because they're scary and exciting. Okay, so 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 lean on the exciting. Uh, we're gonna go shopping for cap toe shoes, my son and I, and it's gonna be really uh, a special transitional. Is the word C A P space T O E? Yes, cap toe or monk strap. Those are kind of loafers, I guess. <laughs> you don't have to get particularly that. It's just that those aren't particularly helpful examples. Like, okay, like, so I won't get those, but I'm not sure what right. I am supposed to get. I mean, that is know. a shrinking language there. That That's, is the, like, shrinking language of the East Coast wasp, basically. Old, Do you yeah. prefer the cap toe or the monk straps? <laughs> and, like, no one has any idea what you're talking about, literally. There's like 20 people who still know what those words well, mean. Well, maybe somebody does. And if you do, you should reach right. out to me. If you're at the Yacht Club right now, yeah. sipping a Pim's cup <laughs> and talking to Sparky and Spanky, yes, tell us what a cap toe is and whether it's better than a monk strap. So we want to know, what do, are you doing to make your back to school transition less horrible? 
And there's a couple of ways you can tell us. <laughs> not so negative or so great. Maybe oh, wait a minute. So I thought I was supposed to embrace my now. Okay. Yeah, maybe you are. I don't know. I can't remember. I have to re-listen. All right. I'm going to take them up for ice cream. That's what I'm going to do. And so you tell, tell us what you're doing. And you can tell us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash whatfreshhellcast. Or you can come to our Twitter, which is at W. <laughs> FH podcast. Sometimes I say WTF. That's not right. That's it's not W A. It. Wait a minute. It's WHF podcast. No. It's no. W- it's WFH podcast. WFH podcast. Yeah, that's okay. Twitter. You can also just search for us. What fresh? Yeah, podcast. exactly. You'll what fresh? Hell Twitter. What fresh? Hell Facebook. What fresh? Hell Instagram. You're going to find us. And and you can also send us an email info at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. And you know what would really be so helpful to us in this sad, sad time of back-to-school transition? Okay, let me guess what it's going to be. Um, instead of just, you could send us school supplies to our homes. That would be helpful. And cap-toe sandals. Yeah, that would be good. Not sandals, loafers. Not sandals, yeah. <laughs> uh, but most importantly, you can come and interact with us on our Facebook page and use our Facebook page to share episodes of the show with your friends and family maybe this one you can just say maybe this one maybe this is the one you've been waiting you were like i almost shared the mom worse episode i thought about it with the picky eater but no it's back to school that's the shareable one share this one or any episode with your friends especially people who are like but i don't really like what's a podcast i don't know how to do that and then you say oh my god they have such easy directions on their website and then you'll Amy laboriously spent 10 yes. hours writing up easy directions to follow. The, the, that process was hard, but the, the, the process of getting a podcast on your phone is like four, four clicks. So, so tell your friend who doesn't know how to listen to a podcast yet that podcasts are easy and fun and she should start with this one. Sounds like a great idea yeah. to me. And enjoy your summers. Enjoy the what, waning the hours. The fleeting hours that are left. I feel like some of you poor West Coast people and Texas people are already back at school already. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I'm going to go back outside while I still can. Yeah, go frolic. Go frolic in the greenery. Be free. And uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. That's back to school. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.